This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook and at trevorjamesflutes.com. everyone this is talking flutes um i'm claire southworth and i'm in lockdown and i'm talking to john paul Wright, who is also in lockdown in i think kent john paul yes tombridge wells tombridge wells in kent yes i've got a very low voice today claire (laughs) hello hello there and what strange (laughs) times we're living in yeah it's getting into my head i'm going a bit bonkers a bit doolally uh well, that's why we have to have to get our thinking caps on and and uh, to think about what we can do in these times. Oh, I've got lots of ideas from those. Yes, I'm back up again. See, it's, it's like a roller coaster with me. One minute I'm up, the next minute I'm down. It's strange yeah, well, times. That's the problem when you know when we're listening when the the news twenty four seven is about the virus and all the problems. Ah, see, there's the key. Stop listening to the news all the time. But it's hard, isn't it? It's it's hard. And maybe we should, you know, we're talking on our phones at the moment. Yes. But, you know, maybe we should all be turning our phones off for for some hours every day as well. Oh, oh, the world of social media. Could people really do without it? <laughs> I think we can. I mean, you know, you have to turn your hand to different things. I mean, the difficult times mean means we need to be uh, more adaptable, doesn't it? Oh, indeed, indeed. Especially when it comes to practicing and practicing the flute. Certainly, if you've got a lot of family members at home or neighbours that don't like the flute. Yeah, I know because you know we. There, some of us are lucky in that we have. We're in houses, but other people are really restricted by, you know, that available space and the fact that you're sharing that space, that living space with other people who might or might not like your flute playing. Yeah, I mean, I was interviewing Miki Kim for a podcast that went out on, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Monday. Monday. Yeah. And she, she's in a, an apartment in the centre of Paris, and she's just lucky that she's got people that like to listen to it and applaud afterwards. But it must be so, so hard if you've just got a small apartment and you don't have a garden to go out to, and yet you're still trying to keep up your practice. Yeah, well, I think that's that's maybe where, certainly for, for our listeners, maybe that's where you they can think about being a little bit more adaptable. Because if you think about maybe what our options are, mm. we can we can practice, yes, but we can listen, we can read, we can learn. We could teach. There are other options that can help our general education. We don't have to keep blowing down the flute tube. No, you mentioned this before. Something like, was it silent practice you used to say, which was actually playing it but without blowing down the tube? So you're. Well, I, I wasn't actually referring to that, but yes, oh. absolutely you can do that. I mean, I used to practice watching the television without blowing a note, just, just doing uh, finger exercises. Things we need to keep moving, don't we? I was listening to um, a personal trainer talk about that you can still improve your fitness with mobility and flexibility exercises or meditation or yoga. But we can we can do the same things without actually blowing our flutes. You can just sort of practice technique. 
just resting the flute, you know, head joint on your left shoulder and the end of the flute on your knee and just practice finger technique. Not a problem. What about the, uh, the, the when you're worried about losing sort of the tonal flexibility and losing your chops, you know, because you can't necessarily do all the stuff that you want to do? Is it most of that is in our head because we think we have to do X amount of long note practice, we have to do X amount of studies, and sometimes we should just trust ourselves? Yeah, I, you could say that it's, you know, that the situation we're in, we can't do anything about. So first of all, we have to accept that situation and try not to worry about it because everyone is in the same situation in terms of not being able to get out and have lessons, do concerts, whatever it is. And really not worry too much about the fact that you're you're not going to keep sort of you know, flute fit. It's a bit like diet, isn't it? I mean, I'm eating and drinking too much, uh, which is terribly frustrating. But I know that it's just sort of a, a temporary period, which will which which will end. It will end. So for those of those of our listeners who can't, haven't got the space or the environment where they can practice very much, just to try not to worry about it and try and turn their attention to other ways of improving their musical life. So, for example, we do have the internet, but there are drawbacks. Uh, not everything on the internet is good or educational in terms of how we should or shouldn't play. I was watching YouTube the other day, and it's it's an excellent source of material but you've got to be aware because the level is variable. It's good and bad and very bad. We've got to be quite careful that we don't take what we hear as being the way it should be. So I had an idea just to get some ideas flowing. Go on then. No matter who you are, if you imagine that uh, you're giving a lesson to someone that you're listening to, so on YouTube, so you, you play the clip and then... You ask yourself questions. What do you hear? How could that person improve? What could you say to them to help them improve? So I'm thinking in terms of, of um, tonal quality. Uh, it could be pitch control, use of dynamics, colors, vibrato, and then finger technique. Is it clear or precise? Is the articulation clear and precise? How do they express their music? Does it reflect the style of music? And then if there's video with it, how is their presentation? Do you feel they're engaging? Do they distract you with moving around too much? That's what I was watching yesterday. I was watching people, some people who were moving so much, I couldn't actually, I had to turn the video off. <laughs> so, you know, the list, the list is, is endless. So something I was doing yesterday, it's, again, it's a very simple exercise, besides just listening to anybody, is that... There are many repeats of performances, whether it might be a, a Mozart concerto or Boosie Syrinx, but maybe pick two or three people doing the same piece and then think of yourself like a judge in a competition. Ah, got you, got you. You know, so you become, and so, so you have to make decisions about what you're hearing because then that can translate into your own playing. Ah, so you're um, engaging your ears a lot more. Your lug holes, as we yes. say it in London. Yeah, you've got to engage your brain. And sometimes when we practice, we don't engage the brain, we just blow. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, is that me? <laughs> 
Yeah. So, you know, in these days, when you're feeling stressed by the situation we're in, it's quite easy to pick your flute up and blow, but have your mind on so many other things. So it's not good practice. The best thing is actually in those situations is not to, not to play, to put your flute down and go and do something else, but to keep it flute related or, or music related. Yeah, I, I like that the, the point that you made, which was once you've accepted the situation and then you start to pulling all these other strategies around it, you're actually then engaging areas of your flute practice and study that perhaps you may have neglected. As you've said, like listening, going to listening to other musicians, going to do, you know, as you say, critiquing, but in a way that you're actually getting something out yourself. Would you yeah, say, constructive criticism. Oh, always constructive. Yeah, negative criticism sort of achieves nothing. I find. Would no. you Would you say write write some notes as you're listening for future reference? Absolutely, because you know if you had to listen to a, a movement of a piece, you, you'll have forgotten a lot of your thoughts by the time you finish that movement. So definitely make notes as you go along. But there's there's something I I. I a lot in my teaching is that which is based from from when I used to do a lot of adjudication when you when you adjudicate you can't judge people without any form of criteria so I used to have five simple pointers for for my judging five criteria um, which I will always use when I'm listening now so the first one is the emotional communication. Yes. How, the, how does that performer speak to you through their music? For me, that's of the most important thing. Do they communicate? And then the second thing I look at is, is that emotional communication stylistic? So my, my example I normally use is, is someone could be playing uh, a Bach sonata and it could be full of emotion and full of communication, but not in the style of Bach. So I love they're trying to communicate, but maybe I don't love so much the, much the fact that they don't understand Baroque style. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, second, that's the second criteria. My third one is how are they, their artistic use of, of variation, for example, of dynamic color, articulation, expression. And then number four would be, are those techniques controlled? So great if someone uses lots of dynamic, but if the pitch isn't controlled, then that's not so good. But better they try than just play bland all on a monotone. So so that number four is, are the techniques controlled? And the last criteria was the accuracy of the notes, the rhythm, the pitch, the phrasing, the expression that's written on the page. And that really helps you assess what it is that you're listening to and helps assess what you like and what you don't like. And where does the visual aspect come into an adjudication, Claire? So you're listening to everything, you can close your eyes and you can, you can sort of get into the story and the communication they're trying to give. When, is, is there a sort of a, a 5.1, which is sort of how they are communicating it physically to you as well? Well, it depends. Depends what you mean by um, how they how they do it sort of physically. If if you're actually watching some a video or watch if you were you know before this lockdown watching somebody live, <laughs> yes. Sometimes the movement can be very distracting. At that point, I shut my eyes to see whether I hear 
the right things. Yeah. It seemed it always seemed to me that the the, the most of the time when I if someone was moving a lot, if I shut my eyes, I didn't hear anything. Oh well. Wow. It's not always the case, of course, but the thing is to to shut your eyes if you see a lot of movement to see whether you're still hearing the right things. There are I don't I'm not um sort of recommending then that you stand like a rock, which is equally distracting. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, there needs to be there needs to be there there is obviously some movement. I'm not saying don't move. Um when you look at sort of um Latin American players, um you've got uh, so much sort of musical. <laughs> oh, now listen, John Paul. Someone's rung my doorbell, and I've got to go and answer the door. Okay. And, um, we'll come back in a second. And it's the postman. Sorry. One second. Quick pause, please. <laughs> oh, hello. Thank you very much. Yes, it was a, it was a delivery. Call call Pete for me, Eleanor. Goodness, that was exciting, John Paul. I know, I've kept on recording, it's quite funny. Yeah. It's real life, I... real life lockdown. Okay, real life lockdown. Shall I tell you something really exciting, though? Go on. Shall I tell you what it is? Rubber gloves. <laughs> no, not rubber gloves. It's courgette and runner bean and chard plants. Oh, Claire, do you know that's really made me excited to hear what you've <laughs> just received? <laughs> I'm very lucky. I've got a, I've got a garden. Yes, you it's have. It's not a big garden, but it, it's a garden, and I love growing vegetables. In fact, in my previous house, I mm. I actually did have two allotments, not in the in the the garden of that house, round the corner from the house, and I used to grow all my own vegetables. So between May and October, I really didn't buy any vegetables, and I really missed that that activity i love the allotment it was a place where you could really just go and forget yourself i generally grow a few vegetables here now but of course with the lockdown i haven't been able to go out and get anything prepped so i thought well i'll order them online and they've just come something exciting about getting something through the post even though you know what it is yeah oh it's great and you know there's there's, there's something about growing your own food which is really lovely well it feels to me i think you know if you've never tried it give it a go you know to pick your own pick your own fresh vegetables is absolutely fantastic yeah i mean from seed to fork i mean it's just uh knowing that you've you've taken it from that what, what that little plant to the flowering vegetable or fruit i mean that is the ultimate isn't it i got a great deal yeah. the other day i got yeah. a red red watering can how about that <laughs> It was. I've always wanted a red watering can, and it was on Amazon Prime, so I was expecting it quick, but obviously it's not one of these urgent items. So it it took two weeks to come through, and um, it's now standing proudly in my garden. I haven't used it yet. Very good. But it's red. So are you... (laughs) Right. Okay. So you're, you're are you growing anything red, like strawberries, red no, currants? No, no. I've got grass, my dear. Grass. So, okay. <laughs> so well, you should try growing some vegetables. You've got time now. Oh, that sounds like hard work, doesn't it? I used to grow cress once because you used to stick it in the window, didn't you? Water it, and it would grow. Yeah. But no, I didn't. Yeah, know. Well, I, didn't I didn't know you had green fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My allotment, two allotments were huge. 
so we grew everything, you know, and you used to pick the children up from school and go and dig potatoes. It was like digging up treasure. Oh, that, well, that would fantastic. be nice. That would be nice. And, that, and again, we're, we're now deviate, deviating on an area which is a coping mechanism, if, if you're fortunate to have a little garden, that, as you say, gardening or tending mm. the plants or just getting outside and shutting off the ills of the mind uh, is a great way to begin the process of rejuvenating inside whilst this is happening. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't need a garden. You can have a balcony or a window ledge, windowsill. You know, you you can grow you can grow things everywhere if it's just be a few herbs or or salad leaves or something. And it's it's just like you said, it's another distraction and it's something positive and uplifting in what is quite a frightening world at the moment. Do you know, that's a very fair, very fair point, that when you look at a plant, it is... You, I don't think you can be grumpy when you look at a flower. Well, no, it depends. And especially right? when you see it growing. But there's something quite beautiful if you, if you actually spend time looking at a flower. And if you're looking at a flower, all those areas and the parts of the flower and the colours and the textures, it takes your mind away from... Just for that brief moment, from any worries that you have. Absolutely. And, you know, we can all order things online. Things are still coming online. So it's it's possible. So I would certainly recommend it. And we talked at the beginning of this about being adaptable and, you know, trying different things. And if you, you can't just spend your whole whole day worrying about the fact that you can't keep your music making going. And you have to distract yourself and do other things. And the more, the better. The more, the merrier. Would you recommend people sing? And it might sound a bit weird, but surely that will keep the the vocal cords open and stop you from. Oh, if you haven't got hay absolutely. fever, that is. yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you if you're able to sing and not and you know not worry anyone, <laughs> then sing away. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's prefer- and, that's preferable to third octave Moise studies, isn't it? Yeah, but you know you could sing your your flute pieces the odd phrases oh yeah because often people are much more expressive when they sing than when they play because when they play they've got to think about so many other things so i think singing is a great idea you know but sing something that's related to to maybe what you're playing personally i would agree because flute players in essence we're singers anyway aren't we because we just put the old the old thing up to our the tube up to our mouth and just yeah (laughs) well some of the, some some do. <laughs> yeah, I honk. I don't um, make other... music. I honk. Go on. <laughs> no, it just remind me of something else. That if you've got a keyboard or a piano, maybe this is the time to start playing or trying to play some of your the piano accompaniments to some of the flute pieces that you're playing, even if it's just the bass line. Mm-hmm. So that you start to think of the the harmonies and think of the your flute pieces in with more depth rather than just that one line. It's a great opportunity to to spend you know some time at the piano and try and work out what's happening harmonically. Do you know I quite like that idea? And if you don't have a piano, go onto YouTube, listen to a flute player playing it, but don't take any notice of the flutist. Take notice of the accompaniment. So it's just the same thing, really, isn't it? Absolutely. I saw a fantastic piece on YouTube yesterday. It's um, an ex-student from the from the Royal Academy. Uh, she's a Russian player. I'm not going to pronounce her surname correctly, so my, please forgive me. But it's Zoya Vyagovskaya. So Zoya, Z-Z-O-Y-A. Mm-hmm. And 
she was she gave a, a, a talk on, from the piano about analyzing Debussy syrinx. And she was from the piano. From the piano, playing the harmony that would be there. Oh wow. um, in obviously it, it Debussy's harmonies. And she analyzed the piece and it was so refreshing. It was so clever and so you know, just so educational. Absolutely wonderful. And that's on YouTube. Yeah. Zoya, I'll spell her surname for everyone. V Y A Z O V S K A Y A. She is not only the most stunning flute player, she is also a, a stunning pianist and she plays. The violin or viola as well, I think. Oh, do you know, I just I dislike all these people <laughs> that are so clever. <laughs> she is she is an amazing an amazing lady, an amazing lady. But just to hear her talk about Debussy Syrinx was really uplifting. It was just just stunning. So, so I recommend everyone to go and have a listen. Strong recommendation. YouTube and then type in that name and it will come up. I suppose you have to put Syrinx yeah. at the end, don't you? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how would you recommend people chill? I know you and I will have our own little strategies on how we can quiet the mind. So what, what's yours? You go first. Well, I do a variety of things. So I've already talked about my, my, um, my gardening. Yep. So I do a bit of gardening. I do some exercise. I do um, – I either go for a, a quick run in the morning or – then I, oh, I walk the dogs mm-hmm. um, and I do a few weights and lunges and things like that because I think if you improve your fitness with mobility and certainly flexibility exercises, you're in a better position for your flute playing. Yeah. And then meditation or yoga or mindfulness. The, the mindfulness I find a little bit difficult at the moment because if you try and be mindful, <laughs> you tend to be thinking about uh, what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think maybe yoga might be a bit be- bit better. Turning off social media, and I have in front of me a jigsaw. Oh. I'm sure you're not surprised to hear. Yeah, I thought Christmas was just the jigsaw time for you. Christmas time is the jigsaw puzzle that comes out on Boxing Day. So my daughter's here working from home. So she said, I need a puzzle. So we got a puzzle out. They're all 2,000 pieces. This is from Christmas of about five years ago. It's a, it's a seascape. It's an it's, um, underwater seascape. So full of coral and different fish and very colourful. And it's taking us quite a long time. But, you know, I think that's, again, a, a distraction. I'm reading a lot more. I also downloaded some some audiobooks. I think audiobooks are really good because you can sort of wander around and still listen or just sit and have your eyes closed. Yeah, I've done that via Audible. I've, I've been downloading yeah. some stuff. Yeah, audiobooks. Good, so yeah, good deals going Really on. good. So so I said um, that's really good. I mentioned earlier that maybe people could take an online course, expand your skill set. There are, there are lots of online educational courses going on. So that's me, really. I'm, I'm reading a lot more. I'm listening a lot more. I'm moving around in my shorts in the short small space i have and the dogs are exhausted <laughs> i'm i'm quite boring compared to you is that as you know i, I do uh, meditation yoga and um, i sort of i like to keep myself fit so what i've tried to do is i've tried to see if i can expand 
the what I do in meditation, but to be very much present and now focused. So I've obviously read a lot in the past of the Eckhart Tolle books. I downloaded one of his audible retreats where he's teaching people over a course, I think it's about a 20-hour audible book, on the, the process of being very in the moment and what happens when the voice starts to come in and all about egos and the, the pain sensations and all that. So I've been trying to see whether I could be slightly more grounded in the present because we don't have the business to run because we're furloughed like the, most of the UK businesses. And I'm just thinking if I can utilize some of this and then create some more audio guided visualizations for the Happy Flutist website. So for me, it is trying to look after my mental health whilst at home. Because I think as a yeah. musician, if your mental, I know you, you've touched on it in, in various different strategies, more than me, um, but the mental health is the key to coming out of this, in, not only in one piece, but as a better musician. And as you say, if you can expand and put a strategy together, then you will come through this as a stronger person. What else have I done? Well, the most important thing, I think, is keeping up a routine. I was very strict when we started this to create a routine. So my youngest son gets up, he goes off to the hospital. Um, he's a respiratory specialist, so he's in the sharp end of all this. So I make him two eggs on toast, which means I have to get up. He doesn't want it, but I make it. And then from there, I will start work. I will start doing projects that I'm working on. I'd start writing. I'll do quite a few other things. And then I'll stop at about one o'clock for a bit of lunch and some exercise. And then I'll do a bit more work. And it's the work that I want to do and I wouldn't normally be able to do if I was in my normal day job with TJ Flutes, for example. And then the evening, everybody sort of filters in. For me, routine is the critical point in keeping me sane. And that's about it, Claire. I'm going to do yoga once a day. And um, I'm not even blowing. I'm just looking at sort of my mental health to get through this. And yes, I have good days and sort of a few dicky moments. But I'm always come back to the fact that tomorrow the clouds will part and the sun will shine through and we will come out like you started yeah. this at the beginning. Yeah, I think that's crucial what you said about routine. And the routine doesn't have to be the same every day no, but I, I think it's good to plan because if you're used to working sort of Monday to Friday or whenever it is that you work and then you're suddenly are not able to do that same those same tasks that days blend into each other I don't know what time of day it is I don't know what 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 day it is or what time of day it is and it's like it feels that at the end of the day that you feel that you've wasted the time so that's why it's good to plan. You don't need to plan a lot. But I, I like you, we, we, we get up because our, our daughter is working from home. So she has breakfast and goes to, goes to work in her bedroom. <laughs> and um, then we go and walk the dogs or do some exercise and then come back and then we do emails and do a little bit of work. We stop for coffee, we stop for lunch and then we do something you know more relaxing after lunch and various sort of little projects that we have going 
Um, and then, like you, the evening becomes sort of almost normal. Yes. Uh, I hated the first few days. I hated the fact that we get to the evening. And I think the day is gone. And I've not, I don't feel I've achieved anything. And then the thought changes that you don't actually have to achieve anything. <laughs> but you need to be happy that you've, you've made use, some use of that time. Yes. Even if it's just sitting and reading a book or a magazine or listening to music, it's, you've, you've thought of it, you've done it. Yeah, and, um, I think we, and we've that got, helps your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, I think when we've got to come out of this knowing that we've made the best use of the time available. Yeah. Even if it is. I mean, sometimes I'll come back after a Christmas break and people will say, oh, did you watch this? Did you watch this? And I binge Netflix this. And I think, oh, I actually didn't do anything. And part of my head thinks, oh, did I waste the time? So I'm determined not to, not to waste this enforced period, however long it is. Yeah, and, and I mentioned on my last podcast about spending time listening and go and listen to all the, the great flute players that there yes, are. Yes, you did. From yes. the historical ones to, to present day. Um, there's so much you can learn from all these people. And I'm not saying just learn things that are, are good. Sometimes you hear something that you don't like that you learn from. Absolutely. You yeah. know. I'm not going to do it like that because I don't that I don't like that, but I love this and I want how you know, what have they done? How have they how have they expressed this? How have they interpreted this piece? And yeah, you're making decisions on what you're listening to. It's a really good it's a really good task to do. Are you um watching Netflix? Are you sort of engaged in anything? Yes, we've been running through quite a few box sets. Yeah, what have on, you done? <laughs> Oh, hey, I have to think if I can remember the titles. Have you, well, we did the... Yeah, go on. Have you, have you watched Don't F blank, blank, blank with cats? No. Or watch it. Okay, we'll have to watch that one. We've watched um, things like the normal ones like, um, oh, Handmaid's Tale, of course, which we were behind on. Yeah. Uh, the Ozarks, Unorthodox, Unbelievable, oh, which yeah. is really hard-hitting. Uh, what else? I've recorded, you won't be surprised, all the past recordings of all the main golf tournaments because, <laughs> because, because oh. there's no golf. Oh, Claire, really, but you, you know who wins. No, it's, 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 still, you, it's, it's still good to watch. I, I'm still so upset that we can't go and play golf because at golf you're sort of away from everybody yeah. and um, you're in the open air. But, you know, obviously social distancing is, is very important wherever you are. And if you're trapped, then you've got to travel, of course, which, is, which you're not meant to be doing. So, um, and all the, all the, the sporting uh, uh, competitions have all been called off. So the television is running all these uh, repeats. So, you know, we just record them. And it's great because a golf competition goes on for four days. It's for hours and hours and hours. So if ever I get thinking, what, what are we going to watch? We can put one of those on. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you haven't watched what lots of people seem to be watching at the moment. And I've just finished it. Tiger King. I I wasn't didn't really want to watch it because it, it wasn't about people keeping big cats. It was. It's, it, it was people keeping tigers in um, in America and how there's more tigers in, in people's collections than there is in the wild. But it's absolutely yeah. fascinating. And I, is it? Yeah, it is. And I didn't want to want, watch it. And then the more I, I got the first one and then 
wanted to watch the second one and then it was it was became very very addictive and okay uh, yeah, might but, give it a go then yeah I, it, it's it just seems everybody's watching it everybody's got an opinion and but it's sort of it's like don't f blank 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 with cats it it starts off as about a cat what people sort of posting pictures of cats but it ends up uncovering somebody that goes on to commit mass murder Oh, and it's documentary, and it's it's fascinating, but it just shows what you know the world is about. And um, so for me, Tiger King was strange, but odd, yes, but interesting enough for me to sort of be totally addicted to it. Well, that's well, which is great because I think when we've got all this time, we 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 start doing things that we wouldn't normally have time for, like watching binge watching book sets yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's strange isn't it you binge watch you you sit yeah. down you, you the first one goes on and then you just sort of carry on you can put the next one absolutely. on absolutely and then before you know it three or four hours have gone yeah yeah so it's and it's good distraction and i think that's what we're all in need of at the moment a little bit of distraction to stop ourselves in a sort of Consciously or unconsciously worrying about what if. So, Claire, when you were a, when you were a professor at the academy in London, you when if a student had been ill, for example, and they came to you and they were really worried afterwards that uh, their illness had put them back a long way, how would you have, from a professor point of view, how would you have balanced their mindset back into the fact that you actually haven't lost anything? It's just a case of uncovering it again. Well, I think that I would, would always say to them, don't worry about it. You can't help being ill. And, you know, once you start getting back into, into practice, it comes comes all ill comes flooding back. It's just sometimes it's your your perception of it is not the reality of it. I like that, yes. But, you know, that you think that you've lost a lot, but you haven't. I remember that, you know, there were there were some summer holidays when I took up when I would take at least a month off not doing anything. Really? And I can't Yeah, some there were some years, later years, and I'd come back in September and I could still sound better than a lot of students i'd only be playing for a few for a few seconds but you know if they had to go and play for 20 minutes it might not be the same but you know i always thought it's there so it just needs honing and getting back into practice hasn't gone away do do you think our ears play tricks on us we're actually probably sounding better than we think we're sounding well, it is difficult to be objective when it's it's you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's very very difficult. But I think everyone knows what it's like when you've been, when you're really in practice yes. and you 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 know you can play something. There's a feeling of your confidence builds, and it, when that confidence builds, you play even better. And when you have a break, your confidence isn't there, and so your mind does play tricks on you. Yeah, you're, and, you're exactly right, Claire, because when you're playing and you know you're playing really well, you're in the zone and your your focus is just there in what you're doing. When you're not yeah. in the zone, your mind is bringing in extra voices. Oh, did you hear that? Or this doesn't feel good. Yeah, and, and of course, at the moment, it's so difficult to be motivated and difficult to practice because you haven't got the motivation of the lesson, the concert or the audition. So we have to find our motivation somewhere else so it might be to learn a new piece 
to, like we said earlier, to go and listen to, uh, to, to try a new technique. So it could be, let's say, multiphonics. If you never tried multiphonics, go and, go and give it a go. There's so much online that you can learn about it. Or if it might be circular breathing, because it's the contemporary techniques are often the it's often the area that we we don't do an awful lot of so or it could be you go and study baroque style or classical style and go and listen to various performances to help you absorb that style so there are so many things you can do you just have to stop and have to think about it yeah i was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday and i asked them what they're doing to motivate themselves and they said they've pretended that they've got recital at carnegie hall in january so, <laughs> so they're now planning their program and they're now getting into the depths of these pieces they want to play and it's given them this motivation because they said unless they unless they've got this goal then they would find it really hard to sort of stay intense. So they've got this imaginary recycling. Yeah, well, so that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. The other thing you could do is record yourself, and but pick a time when you're going to record after you've practised. So, again, you have a, something to work towards. Oh, yeah. And if you, if you feel you've, you've made great progress and you're up to performance level of whatever it is that you're learning, put a bit on, on YouTube or on Facebook. Because if you think you're going to do that, you work at this a little bit differently. Yeah, that's a fair point, isn't it? Because there's so much now, so many more players actually putting stuff up online now. It's there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of fog, isn't there? Have you noticed? You go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, you go on YouTube, and you just get bombarded now with there's so much playing. It's it's really hard to sort of navigate your way through. It is hard, but also really nice to see that people are being creative absolutely and non-judgmental so there's a place for every single person there is a place for every single person so john paul we've been talking a long time now yeah it's not unusual for me is it um (laughs) (laughs) maybe we ought to bring our little chat to a close now Oh, you want you need to go. And you need to go. Yeah, I know what it is, Claire. You don't want to bring it to a close. I want to go and plant the vegetables. Yes, you've just looked at the vegetables and you think I want to go and plant those. But we need to wish all our listeners a healthy and happy few months ahead, and lots of luck in keeping motivated and focused, and not worrying too much about what's going on around. You can you can only do what you can do. You can only do what you can do, and if you are getting yourself really down, all I can do is implore you to speak to somebody, either pick up the phone or speak to someone around you. Don't suffer in silence. If you've got a problem and you're really, really worried about your music and your practice, ring somebody, ring your teacher, ring a a fellow, a colleague or somebody that you trust and just offload. And I think it's important that nobody here suffers in silence. But as we said earlier, Claire... And you quite rightly said, these times will pass and we have to realise that each day is a closer to the clouds lifting and the sun coming out again. Lovely, lovely thought. Thanks, John Paul. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Claire, and uh, good luck with the vegetable planting. What's going to be first in the ground? Oh, I don't know yet. Maybe the runner beans. <laughs> Take care, we'll Claire. See. Take care. And you. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody. Bye-bye.
Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.